Welcome to Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Where I help you go through some of the overlooked health issues that we as women go through during womanhood. Welcome to another edition of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. I hope you've been well since my last episode. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk about one of the most effective, simplest, freest way to look after your health. It really doesn't cost any money. If anything, just to buy a pair of good walking shoes. All it does require is your time, your dedication. I'll call it consistency. You need to be consistent to achieve anything health-wise. I would say consistency is the key. I do think I say that rather a lot, actually, even on my Instagram, which, by the way, is dnice.fitness. Every post, there is a heading or subheading or some kind of heading that says consistency is key. I'm talking about walking. It's very simple. Yep, putting one foot in front of the other, low impact, exercise. A lot of us don't even think about walking as exercise. It's so underrated, it's ridiculous, but so effective. I'm going to call this episode Walking Back to Happiness. And let me just preface this by saying that, of course, I'm not a medical doctor. And if you are having any health issues, please check it out with your GP. That would be the first port of call. Any form of exercise before you start any form of exercise, if you're not exercising already, please check everything out with your GP before you actually start. As I said, walking is the simplest, easiest mode of transport. Also the most undervalued, underrated, and it's free. It allows you to be more active. It allows weight loss. And it also allows you to become healthier. How does it achieve this? I'll break this down into a couple of headings couple of subheadings. Who invented walking? <laughs> if you can say that. Baby steps. Walking with intent or walking with purpose. I'm going to give you five benefits of walking. Basically, is walking good for you? Make it a habit. These are a couple of the headings that I'm going to be talking about. Who invented walking? Walking on two legs is a defining characteristic of modern humans and their ancestors. As we know from anthropology, we didn't just stand up and start to walk. Of course, this happened under evolution, a process that happened millions and millions of years ago. 
and we've been walking ever since. In my opinion, and I've said it before, walking is the most underrated activity that we can do because we do it blindly. We just get up and walk. We just do it. Baby steps. So from the start, a newborn baby, when you hold a newborn baby up, you'll see that he or she will extend their legs. And it's a natural reflex to stand. They try to use their legs. It's a basic instinct that's kicking in. We usually start to walk between eight months and 18 months, sometimes outside of those timescales, but that is the average. And again, we just put one foot in front of the other and we just walk. So the question is, is walking good for you? And quite simply, the answer is yes. Walking is effective. Walking is good for you. All ages can walk unless there is something inhibiting them from walking. It provides multiple health benefits. It covers all fitness levels. It can mitigate diseases and prolong life. All that's really required is a sturdy pair of shoes and off you go. It's quite simple. So what are these health benefits? I'll give you about five. So the first one that's quite obvious is that it burns calories. And it also improves your cardiovascular health. So your lung capacity, your lungs, your breathing. It improves that as well. Of course, it depends on the walking speed. It depends on how far you're going to walk. It depends on your weight. And whether you're going uphill, downhill on a flat surface, i.e. the terrain. It will allow you to burn calories. Studies have shown that according to your age, your sex, your weight, and how fast you are walking, you could easily burn 100 calories per mile. It's that simple. So you do the maths, you do the calculations. Energy is used for basic body function. This could be breathing, keeping the heart pumping, keeping organs working. So basically, if you wake up and just sat down all day, Energy would be used just to keep you sat up all day, just to breathe, just for your organs to work, just for you to blink your eyes. Walking is an activity. Activities use calories or energy. This energy or activity burns more calories, more energy, no matter whether you're walking, running, sprinting. If you burn more calories than you consume, that will equal weight loss. It's simple mathematics, really. Walking can also strengthen the heart. The heart can become more robust. At least 30 minutes a day for five days a week can reduce your risk of heart disease by at least 19%. This percentage can then increase 
relative to an increase in duration and distance. Walking is an aerobic activity, so therefore the heart beats faster. The heart beats faster, we breathe harder. Therefore, taking in aerobic and more cardiovascular. The heart is a muscle. And like all muscles, it needs exercise. Increasing the heart activity, i.e. going for a walk, increases blood flow through the body and the heart's ability to pump blood making it stronger. Those of us that do regular activity, and if I look at the, the top end of the spectrum, if we look at athletes, athletes tend to have larger hearts because they do high intensity activity. To sustain that, the heart becomes more robust, therefore increases inside. Remember, it's a muscle. Walking can lower your blood sugar level. And that's quite significant. So that's diabetes, isn't it? Or pre-diabetic. Or for those of us that might be pre-diabetic, this is quite interesting news. If you walk consistently post-meal for 15 minutes, so that's 15 minutes after breakfast, 15 minutes after lunch, and then another 15 after dinner, this can improve your blood sugar level. You should consider daily walks as your post-meal routine. I know, it's going to be hard. These things are hard to instill, but as I keep saying, consistency is the key. So how does walking lower blood sugar levels? Well, Muscle contraction during activity, high energy activity, allows cells to make efficient use of glucose, all the sugars in the body, and use it for energy, whether insulin is available or not. If insulin is present, the cells can use any available insulin to take up any glucose during activity. So either way, activity increased activity can lower blood sugar levels by, by making the sugar uptake by the cells more efficient. This low impact exercise can improve on any joint pain that you have. And this is particularly in the hip area and the knee area. The action of walking lubricates and strengthens muscles that support the joints. So this can be cartilage, it can improve ligaments, and it can improve the strength of tendons. And these are muscles that support joints. It can reduce arthritis, again reduces pain. So five to six miles per week. You can put some pain at bay, some arthritis pain at bay. It does work, but you need to put in the effort. Walking, of course, can also boost energy. Going for a walk is more effective than having a cup of coffee or reaching for a cup of coffee. It increases the oxygen flow, increases your cortisol levels or your energy levels. 
and other associated stress hormones. Cortisol works with areas in the brain to control mood, which also touches on your mental health. So walking, so walking is very good for your overall well-being, mental and physical. This boost in energy or increase in oxygen circulation happens at a cellular level inside the body. Remember when you were at school and you were taught about the mitochondria being the powerhouse of cells? Do you remember that? Well, well, the mitochondria deep down within our cells inside our bodies provide the fuel taken from glycogen, which is given to us from the foods we eat. Our bodies are also fueled from oxygen taken from the air that we breathe. So more mitochondria equals more energy. It's simple. When we increase activity, oxygen circulation is also boosted within the body. This increase supports the powerhouse, i.e. the mitochondria energy production and allows the body to function better, more economically, and it uses its energy more efficiently. This exercise-induced energy boost increases the hormone levels within your body, making you feel more energised. How do we go from couch to walking? You know, there's the couch to 5K. You can also put another step in there and do a couch to walking. It's just what suits you and what can you get along with quite easily. And we need to make that consistent. I call it walking with purpose or walking with intent. Studies have shown that there are associations with walking with intent or walking with purpose and improved health outcomes. Data was taken from over 125,000 people, various ages, and their intent was split into three groups, three areas. One was shopping, one was recreation, and one was work. The biggest health gain that was concluded from this study was home-to-work walking. Home-to-work walking is clearly walking with intent. You're going somewhere. You have to get there at a certain time. You're going to put some speed on it. You're going to walk like you mean it, you know. Different to recreational walking or walking in a shopping mall or going shopping. Different kind of intent. Not as rigid, not as direct. It's more of a free flow. No commitment. I would say no commitment in that kind of walking. Studies also show that there's considerable improvement if you add nature to your walk as well. So you could live in an urban area, go to a park, Go and find a lake. Any bit of green that you add to your walk increases your mood and therefore improves your health. Remember, any medical queries, do resort back to your GP. If you have any questions to ask me, do send me a message. Do check out my website, uh, dnicefitness.co.uk. It'd be great to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Please stay tuned for future episodes and do please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at dnice.fitness. That's a D-N-Y-C-E. Or via my website, dniceofitness.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions of your own or need advice about your health and well-being or womanhood in general, please do send them through my way and I'll respond directly and also in future episodes. This podcast has been brought to you by D-Nice Fitness and produced by the great team at the Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Denise Campbell. Have a wonderful week. Until next time.